Hello, and welcome to the third episode of QueerCast. This episode is going to be a little different. Today, I'm going to be talking with two staff members from my university, Liverpool John Moores, who are Phil, a member of the Student Advice and Wellbeing team, and Julia, who is a member of the Equality, Diversity and Inclusions team. Today, we're going to be discussing ways in which our university supports queer students and promotes allyship. So... Let's talk about how to be a better queer ally as a university. What exactly is an ally? So, The Cambridge definition is someone who helps and supports other people who are part of a group that is treated badly or unfairly, although they are not themselves a member of this group. The term can refer to anyone that supports any oppressed group, and there's general ways that you can be an ally no matter what the group is. But to be a better ally, you must look at the group you're trying to support and the ways that they lack support. Would you like to introduce yourself again? Okay. Hi, everyone, uh, and thank you for having me, Ali. Oh, much appreciated. Uh, my name is Julia, and I'm an Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Advisor here at LJNU. And I was previously a student here and a student officer. Um, so, yeah, I've been here a while and in different roles. Lots of different perspectives to come mm-hmm. from. Hopefully. Hi, uh, I'm Phil. I am the student inclusion lead in the university's student advice and wellbeing service. I've also been here for a long time uh, in a variety of different jobs. Uh, I wasn't a student officer here, but... Uh, somewhere else. I was somewhere else many, many years <laughs> Still ago. Still counts. Yeah, a long time ago. Okay, so today we're obviously going to be talking about um, how to be a better queer ally as a university. And the first step for allyship, at least in my opinion, is education. Because you can support a group without understanding their experiences, but when it comes to true allyship, people need to understand why the allyship is important and what you should and shouldn't say, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, how do you aid allies in educating themselves about the queer community at LJMU? It's an interesting (laughs) question because... So I was the chair of the university's LGBTQ plus staff network for many years. And it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because those spaces are really important to enable members of the community to come together uh, for in, in a supportive way uh, as, as, a, as a discrete community. But then there's also a function of that kind of group which has to facilitate allyship. And so my response, my kind of default response would be come and join the LGBTQ plus Uh, staff group or get involved in some of our activities but then there is a little bit of a conflict when some people say but I just want to talk to some of my queer colleagues uh, about some of the issues that we might face as as queer people working at the university so uh, yeah my default position probably doesn't sit right with my experience uh, as as a long-suffering network chair but I think that the university does this really well in terms of our actual university community Mm -hmm. I've worked at other institutions where I don't think that would possibly be the case. I think that one of our strengths as a university, and it's without being super corporate, you know, one of our new institutional values is that we are inclusive. <laughs> I love that you're bringing in the values. I very, I very rarely do. But 
I, the fact that we're, we're saying it, it's, it, you know, we're saying it, it's out there straight off. And I think that's a very powerful mm-hmm. message actually. And, you know, I mean, so yeah, I think that's what I would say. Is yeah. that I think that we're, I think that we're starting off from a point of set our stores out. This is who we are as an inclusive institution. Yeah. Obviously what you say as well, like you want to have private spaces for the LGBT community to talk about like their problems because mm-hmm. we have that in the trans student network where you sort of invite people along and you have to sort of say today we're going to have non-trans people here because you know some people want to listen and, and they hear have what we have to, to say and yeah exactly like it you want you want people to come and listen to what you have to say because like that's how people can learn but at the same time you, you want to be able to have like your own space as well as well mm-hmm. balance I think yeah, I think it has to be balanced because it's also not always, um, well, it shouldn't be on queer people to educate yes. constantly. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's about individuals doing the work, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think I would definitely agree with you. Education is the number one. Um, and I would also say, you know, take the time, like go read, go, you know, ask, ask. but also, you know, ask uh, correctly, ask when it's right to ask. Don't just expect all answers to be given to you yeah so yeah it's a because i see a lot online i follow loads of uh, trans people and i think you get that a lot more in the trans community people asking on my instagram loads of questions and it's really useful like i always say to people feel free to ask me like whatever you want about being trans because i'm not the sort of person who gets very easily offended Mm -hmm. unless you're trying to offend me and then i'm just probably not going to speak to you Mm -hmm. because you're not worth it but if you've got genuine questions to ask, even if you ask it in the most offensive way, I'll be able to tell you, like, you should probably shouldn't ask it like this. Yeah. Yes. You probably should, mm-hmm. this is how to rephrase a question or don't ask a question at all because that's just, like, inappropriate to ask. Mm-hmm. There's so many people say, like, Google is free. Yes. My mm-hmm. time is not. <laughs> yeah. And yes. it's yeah. about, like, yes, please do come and ask us questions because, you know, there's a time and a place, obviously, and we can provide the most useful answers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, our whole lives aren't around educating cis, yeah. straight people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you need allies to do it themselves as well because yeah. active allyship is very important instead of just sort mm-hmm. of hoping that we teach you everything yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly i think what you said on language is really important because the number one thing that i hear in my role is people wanting to to sort of be allies but saying i'm scared of saying the wrong thing Mm -hmm. um even members um of the lgbt plus community to be honest saying you know i i identify as a gay man and i'm not sure what all the terminology is which Mm -hmm. is obvious because you know you wouldn't know anything about well, everything about uh, everything. Like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think our role as like my team in EDI is to make sure that we educate uh, and that we bringing the right people, we bringing different voices as well. Because again, you can't always ask the same people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of work, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You need diversity in allyship because no no one's experiences are the same, and there's so much intersectionality in allyship yeah. as well. So yeah, you definitely need to ask different people different stuff. And I think that as well, asking is super important, uh, and it's equally important as, as not assuming. So you yes. can be a really great ally to your gay. Uh, male friend who you've known for 20 years but actually their experiences can be entirely different to a female mm-hmm. member of the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. uh, uh, so making those assumptions um, 
you can be a great ally in many, many ways, but you can still get it wrong sometimes. Well. And that's mm -hmm. not to scare people. Yeah. But it's just to say that actually, within the LGBTQ plus community, the, 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 you know, like I said, all that intersectionality and everything, uh, and, and the diversity within the actual community mm -hmm. itself is, um, is vast, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, you can be a great ally, but like you said before, you need to ask. You, yeah, you're, you're not going to know it all. And yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You're not going to know it all, but it's just about like actually asking instead of being scared. Because really, especially when you're asking people that you know you're friends with or that you know like understand you're coming from a place of wanting, wanting to be to. better, mm -hmm. then it doesn't really matter if you ask an inappropriate question because at least then you know you're not going to ask that question they won't or ask say again. that thing yeah. to mm -hmm. someone who might not understand and might be really offended by it. So, you know. Since we've been talking a lot about asking, um, not to go very yeah corporate, <laughs> we have a Just Ask campaign uh, that we've started. We are very much sort of encouraging people, and this is about all protected characteristics actually, mm -hmm. Um, and the first one that we released was about understanding pronouns. Mm -hmm. um, and it is uh, short clips um, that it is very much uh, people from different communities explaining a little bit their experience, um, things they've come across, and just encouraging the community here to, to ask, because otherwise we're not going to start that conversation. And if you don't start that conversation, you're just you just remain, I don't know, scared, nervous, mm. uh, and that doesn't help anyone. Yeah. Uh, it just makes people feel more excluded. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to address things. You, you need to, mm. we need to ask and we need to encourage that environment, um, I feel. So, so yeah, look out for all those videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way as well, I think, that um, LJMU or like JMSU as well helps people educating themselves to become better allies with the uh, the videos that they they mm -hmm. make because mm -hmm. videos are a great way to catch people's attentions and get them to learn something even if it's for like 15 seconds or whatever. Yeah, I feel like you need different uh, media, right? Different, mm. um, so you need you need to reach as many people as possible yeah. in some instances and short videos are fantastic for that. Um, I know the SU had loads uh, for LGBT plus history month. Mm -hmm. um, there was a great glossary um, that, that they had amongst other yeah. materials. But you know, it's, um, it, yeah, it is about different resources um, throughout the year. Uh, the library actually does a lot in terms of having books, journals, etc. that people can access um, as part of the leisure reading. and. You know, because one barrier, I guess, especially for students, can be uh, money, the money element. Mm. Um, so I think that's something that they've they've lowered that barrier by offering a number of books uh, available. Um, and, and also just to maybe have a good reading list, you may not know what's good, uh, what, what you want to Yeah, exactly. Because I know that there's, um, there's a page on the JMSU website with different links to queer literature, TV shows and things like that, and obviously having that list that's built by queer people for allies is a great way because then you know what is trusted and what is infactual or from the wrong standpoint for supporting in terms of allyship. So Or, or outdated or yeah. from a different context because again, you get a lot of resources that are quite US-centred, I would mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. but it's a lot more helpful if you get a UK context 
um, or whatever you know your context is. But yeah. And as well, I think that you know the reading is something that we do to inform ourselves, but it's something that we do for pleasure as well. Mm -hmm. And actually, if you've got a really well-curated list of things, then actually, I think that some of the strength of educating ourselves is when we start to really enjoy the subject matter. Yeah. Uh, then it lends itself, I think it adds a certain weight uh, and importance to it. And if you're reading something that is genuinely interesting, well-written, well-put-together, then I think that that only, like I say, it only adds to the, the actual content that you're reading. Mm -hmm, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm a massive book nerd. Well, that's not obviously at all, actually, but um, <laughs> I am a massive book nerd, so I think that reading is always a pleasure, but whether it's fiction or non-fiction, if it's done well, then... You need both. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. You it's need fiction and non-fiction. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think. So, being an ally is about supporting a community. How does the university support LGBTQ plus students? I think there's two things here, because I was thinking about this before. So you're talking about the university as an institution mm -hmm. and the university as a community. Yeah. So from a community point of view, I think that we as a staff community support LGBTQ plus students by being visible. Uh, and I'm not going to say by being role models, because it <laughs> certainly isn't um, the intention of it. But I think that, you know, if you if you can go to class or you can see somebody who is being their authentic self in a very positive way. But students and staff, you know, the vast majority of students would say, well, actually, this person is in some kind of position of responsibility or respect. So if you can say, well, I can see this person and they're yeah. being their most fab self mm -hmm. at work and, and they're out, they're visible and they're authentic, then I think that we as a community of LGBTQ plus staff, that's the best thing that we can do for our students mm. um, individually. Collectively, I think that there's a lot for us to do as an LGBTQ plus staff community to work more closely with, with you folk in JMSU um, because a lot of us have we've 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 done the marches we've done the bars and you know and, and and there's lots of learning that we can learn from you and there's a lot that because things have moved on yeah so there's loads that we can learn from you and there's lots that hopefully you can learn from us um so i think that maybe some activities i hate that word some <laughs> events where we actually get together again mm. and talk to each other a bit more i think that's how we can we as a staff, LGBTQ plus community can can do that. I think that's how that that from the from the community side of things, that's how the university yeah. can support that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be really leave. awful to you now and, <laughs> and, and leave the rest yeah, to and me give, and give the, the, university's the university's institution side, side of things. Um, yeah. I mean, I like what you said about visibility. I think visibility mm -hmm. is extremely important. Yeah. And you were kind enough to invite me to the student network and uh, the trans and non-binary student network. And to be honest, hearing students say, you know, X person teaches me and, you know, wow, they're so inspirational. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It, that's, that's what we need to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, that, that's, what, that's what it is. Um, seeing yourself um, in, in someone, whether they are 
I would say another student, so say whether they're the captain of whatever, you know, or the mm, society president mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, a, a staff member that teaches you or a, whatever it is. Um, I think that's important. I would say generally there's always more that we can do, right, mm -hmm. from a university perspective, yeah. always. I think there's a lot we need to do and that we do as well in terms of raising awareness, mm -hmm. in terms of educating people. I think what I would like to see is going beyond those who are already allies because it's easy to, to have the same people engage over and over again. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who are interested. Yeah. They're yeah. the ones, you know. So I think our job is to yeah, have everyone else that are yeah. interested. Yeah. Yeah. We do have staff from different parts of the uh, university that come to us and ask us specifically for say trans awareness training. Mm -hmm. So we coordinate that and get guest speakers in to talk about their experiences. And, and again, just to have, I think you need to create safe spaces sometimes for, for people to ask all the questions they need to ask. And we try and do that. I think, yeah, raising awareness, educating people, being visible every, every day, say with normalizing pronouns. And I think it's easier to do that now that we're online, yeah. like on teams. Even um, just in um, the little signatures people have on the yeah, emails yeah, yeah, now yeah, exactly. as well, just having that. You see that quite a, quite a bit of that, but obviously you, you know, you, you could see more and more of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but say, for example, asking people, you're in a video or you're in some content uh, creative, can we add your pronouns? And I think it then makes them think, oh yeah, but that's just one, one aspect, isn't it? I remember, and I miss JMSU and the university going to Pride together. Mm -hmm. And I remember it being, and obviously, you know, we've had COVID, etc. but I hope that happens again. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember just the number of people mm -hmm. in that. I was very stressed that day though. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. 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 That, you know what? It's one of the best days of the year. It is. It's one yeah. of the best so days nice. of the year. The year that I think that you're talking about was, well, you've only been with us a couple of years. Yeah. But there was the one great year when your dad came. Yeah. Which, was like, which is <laughs> yeah. really cool. We yeah, were like, yeah, hey, yeah. so Julia's dad is also a, an amazing ally. <laughs> but, you know, we had, it, was, it, it lashed it down. Yes. From start to finish. <laughs> uh, but we had, you know, our current vice chancellor mm -hmm. marched with he us. He was there, yeah. Um, pro vice chancellors. Uh, Rafaela Kane from the Faculty of Health marched with us, members of the directorate um, marched with us in the rain and, uh, and it wasn't performative. Yeah. Everybody mm -hmm. came because they yeah. genuinely wanted to be there. Uh, but like you say, I think staff and students together as one group. It's always really, really lovely doing the mm -hmm. march together. Mm -hmm. And then everyone goes off and does their own thing and everyone kind of marks and celebrates pride in a different way, don't they? And that's absolutely fine. But I just think that being there as one collective of people from this organisation, these two organisations within, we're all here for the same purpose, aren't we? Is really lovely. There's something to be said as well for just being, I'm going back to that word visible again, isn't that? You know? Yeah. So, you know, particular days, so, you know, you might have tea dov or you might have another, another kind of day in the calendar. But then actually, if, uh, you know, the student group are just sat having lunch in mm. the student's union mm -hmm. as a group one day uh, or in the student life building, just as a group, just meeting and being visible. I think that that actually sends mm -hmm. as, as important a message sometimes by just, we're here as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. In, and, and this is why I think this building is really 
great for that. Yeah. And just sit out and say, well, we're just, just sitting being fab, actually. What are you doing? It can be really scary to be visible as well. Yeah. It can be, I mean, the, the rainbow lanyards were quite a bone of contention because people said, I don't, people rightly said, Didn't I don't want to be identified out. as, I don't, I don't want to be this visible, actually. I'm, you know, people might have been, you know, maybe coming out later in life and things like that. And I think people thought there might have been an expectation uh, that, that, that you had to wear one if you were in the gang. And like, <laughs> no, you don't actually. But I think that if we take those small steps in, like I say, and it's about normalising it, isn't it? So it's like, well, you know, we don't meet in a, in a back room somewhere. Um, you'd have to knock on the door to get to get in anymore, but we're just sitting having lunch. Yeah. We also have the student networks as well, I think is like a great way that like you have support for LGBTQ plus students because there's always a staff member in there as well. There's always a staff member from the student union. Yeah. So you always have that support of someone who knows a bit more about like the workings of the union. The student union very connected to things outside of the university as mm -hmm. well as what's in the university. Yeah. So you have that nice balance, but you also have students in the university there to support you mm -hmm. and listen to your troubles or your complaints mm -hmm. but also like because I remember I had this conversation with Emma before where I was sort of saying my aims for the trans and non-binary student network was to have a place that trans people can come and speak to other trans people and get yeah. support talk out any problems that they have or any complaints they have mm -hmm. but Emma was like well you need to focus on the positive things as well which obviously mm -hmm. is a very important thing from my standpoint as a part-time officer that you want to know what's going well as well yeah. you want to have people coming and say well my lecture is non-binary and so am i and it's great seeing that visibility you obviously want to know where you can improve which is mm -hmm. really important but hearing like the ways that people feel supported within the university that aren't just the university being like oh it's LGBT History Month. Here's loads of videos on LGBT <laughs> things and yeah, yeah, yeah. learn Let's stuff. And, but also just subconscious mm. sort of visibility in a sense mm -hmm. of like having staff yeah, there, yeah. having people wearing lan lanyards and knowing like, okay, maybe are they part of the community? Maybe not. But it's like Russian roulette. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? mm -hmm. Either way, they're comfortable enough to wear a rainbow lanyard mm -hmm. and maybe be mistaken as part of the community mm -hmm. by some people so it's still there sort of a little message to people mm -hmm. that you yeah. are supported and mm -hmm. you are seen that's how i that's how i've always seen the lanyards is that it's not to say i this am person is yeah. this. <laughs> but to say actually again we're an inclusive university and i support and it's a supportive thing. As expected, the recording for this episode lasted quite a while, so I've decided to split it into two parts. In the second part, you'll find out the ways in which LJMU and JMSU provides resources and talks for the staff on the LGBTQ community, so they can learn how to support and interact with the queer, and especially the trans members of their classes and what resources are available for students to report queerphobic behaviour, hate crimes and sexual harassment. As always, if there's any topic that you'd like to see me cover, well, I don't know why I say see, you can't see. This is all about listening. If there's any topic that you'd like to hear me cover, then please head over to atqueercast.pod on Instagram and let me know. Today's quote is from <laughs> me, um, <laughs> from an interview I did for Trans Day Visibility earlier this year, in which I said, in its simplest form, allyship can be mistaken for basic human decency. 
Something so easy, it makes transphobia appear like the more taxing approach. See you next time for part two. Mm.